Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo and Joe Resinello. Oh, you're exactly right, Joe. We work for the man upstairs as you do. You're setting me up quite well. You just gave me an alley-oop. The greatest revolutionary act you can commit right now is to open your mouth and speak the truth. Whether you're an academic or you're a regular guy, we have to be fearless. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach. Again, everyone, and welcome back to the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Pasillo, as always, joined by Joe Rasinello. And once more, dear brothers and sisters, let us go into the breach on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith to the New York City metropolitan area. We're going to jump right in today because Joe and I, we're big rosary guys, okay? And we think well, all Catholics should be, actually. All human beings should be, really, if you think about it. Um, and we have, I'm very pleased and honored to have on today, Dan Johnson, who is a filmmaker. And he has a film series that we're going to talk about today, The Mysteries of the Rosary Film Series. And some of you out there might know Dan Johnson, but having said that, I want to give a brief bio. Dan, was uh, he graduated from San Franciscan University of Steubenville in 2007 with a degree in theology. He worked as a youth minister for several years before co-founding 4PM Media, a Catholic production company based in Alabama and most well-known for the Wild Goose series featuring Father Dave Pavanka. 4PM Media is a full-service production company located in Daphne, Alabama, founded in 2014. They seek to create something beautiful for God and pride themselves on bringing this inspiration into every project. The production, the production company makes films that uh, bring about an encounter with truth to awaken the viewer to a new way of thinking and to inspire them to act accordingly. Dan Johnson, welcome to the front line with Joe and Joe, brother. Joe and Joe, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You're welcome. With that, I'm going to hand it over to Joe. We're going to have a great conversation about the rosary. Dan, we always start with a prayer to Our Lady in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, never was it owned that anyone who sought your help or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, we fly into you, a virgin of virgins, our mother. To you we come, for you we stand, sinful and sorrowful. O mother of the word incarnate, despise not our petitions, but in your clemency hear and answer us, amen. Name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Well, Dan, tomorrow is Ash Wednesday. I'll be honest with you. I always have good Lent, but I don't <laughs> like Lent. I, well, I'm going to say it publicly. I don't like it. I'll be true. probably a good sign. I don't think anybody uh, I'm just really telling like it. you. I'll tell you a funny story. This is the God's honest truth. When I was living at my parents' house before I got married, Ash Wednesday, get up early in the morning to go to church very early it's still dark it was icy out i live in new jersey it's freezing in new jersey i fell right on my back on i like right down the stairs fell right on my back that's how lent began and i was like here we go we're going into the desert <laughs> you know it is nice though there is that sense i was an athlete and so you know I had to work hard I had to work out how to do all that stuff lent feels a lot like that long workout but you feel oh. Real good after those moments of purgation, after those moments of giving up that thing or doing that moment, you've got that urge to have the chocolate cake or whatever it is. And you're like, no, 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 I'm not going to do it. 
Five minutes later, you feel pretty good about it. In no, it, it's rewarding. Don't get me yeah, wrong. Honestly, I, I've in gotten it. a ton of graces out of Lent because I take it very, very, very seriously. Yeah, yeah. I have for a long time. Um, but I, I, I'll be honest. I, I, it's, it's, I dread it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like, like particularly, I don't do it anymore. I, 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 I'm a coffee guy. I wouldn't drink coffee and do other things as well. But I used to be like, oh my good lord, I'm not going to drink coffee for like two and a half months. Yeah. I'm going to go nuts. <laughs> I'm going to go nuts. But ever look forward to at least not me <laughs> lifting weights so, and doing all that stuff either. So yeah, <laughs> makes sense. So Dan, the 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 mystery of the Rosaries film series. So now this is. Is it launching? Has it been launched? Is it being launched uh, soon? What, what, what's uh, what's up with that? Yeah, it's great. So episodes one and two and a couple of little clips have already released. And then tomorrow, Ash Wednesday, the rest of the episode. So it's seven episodes in total. So the, the last five will release uh, tomorrow. All right. And let me just uh, let's get let me get ahead of this real quick. Where can our audience access yeah, yeah. the film series? So if you go to the rosaryseries.com, the rosaryseries.com, that's where all of the information is. You can sign up. It's all free. Um, so you just sign up for it and then you can go online and watch it, uh, watch each of the episodes. There's all kinds of stuff to download, study guides and those kind of things uh, on there as well. Okay. Now, uh, let me ask you this. Um, normally, normally, I would say, um, if you're praying the full rosary, I believe, if I remember correctly, we start with the uh, the joyful mysteries, right? And then we go to the, uh, and then we go to the, the, the luminous, luminous, sorrowful, and then glorious. But well, you it. start with the sorrowful. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's multi-layered. So some of it, practically speaking, where we were when the idea came up, and where we could, uh, what we could do in terms of production, uh, and being able to to finish up. We knew we were going to be finishing up late fall, and could have something ready for the following Lent. So that's part of it. That's the practical side of me um, and Mark on that. The other part is, is we really believe that uh, that the church, that the family, uh, that the world is going through a passion, in a sense, to understand our Lord's suffering, to reflect on it, to contemplate with Our Lady the suffering that Christ went through, endured for us, to understand why He did it, and then how we can accompany Him in that through praying the Rosary, through meditating on these mysteries. Like we got to start here. We got to start here. This is something that's needed, and there's a, uh, a mission and orientation to it that's really important. So we felt like it was just the right place to start. Okay. Well, well Dan, that, you're Dan speaking our language. I'll be <laughs> honest with you because we feel the same way. I do think the world is going through something extraordinarily, if you ask me, almost dark right yeah. now, and like, and we need Our Lady. Uh, there's no doubt. As far as the inspiration for this this came through praying the rosary i think that's interesting walk us through that because i like you know who some you know go to israel i mean that's that's <laughs> not like you know a small inspiration yeah yeah uh, so and, and mark harfield who actually leads the the series so he's a good friend of mine we both went to franciscan together uh he's the vice president at paradisus day uh so they do that manage you program he had started years ago praying the rosary on a daily basis, he felt personally convicted that he needed to pray for his family uh, daily. And the rosary was the way in which he would he would do that. And one day while he was praying that rosary, the inspiration came 
to do this series. You need to do this series. Now for him, he goes, I don't know what this looks like. So thankfully, you know, he knew uh, me and called me up. We're good buds. And he was, he was like, Hey, this came before he talked to anybody else. He's like, this idea popped in my head. What do you think? And so immediately I was like, well, we filmed in the Holy land. I love this. The idea of doing this on the rosary is phenomenal. It feels truly inspired. Everything was lining up you know, let's, let's do this. And so absolutely came in prayer through prayer and can only, could only have been accomplished in the time period that it was uh, through prayer as well, I should say. Awesome. Dan Johnson is joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo, Joe Rosanello, way in the breach. We're discussing uh, Dan is a filmmaker, his new film, the mystery, the mysteries of the rosary film series. So what's the structure, uh, Dan, the overall structure of the series itself? Sure. So some some people have asked, do we just watch Mark pray the rosary? Is that what it is? <laughs> so there's seven episodes. It starts with an intro, which is rediscovering the power of the rosary. So it's it's kind of a one-on-one. Why is this important? Why is the rosary important? Uh, where does that power come from? Then we go through each of the mysteries. So the five mysteries uh, of the sorrowful mysteries. And then we close with a, a closing episode, which is uh, more or less, a, it's called Pathway to Paradise. And so it goes into, again, why this is important, but um, more how we live this continuously now. Uh, that's kind of the concept. So that's the flow. And in each of the episodes, Mark leads uh, sort of these reflections and these thoughts on the mysteries, takes us deeper into the mystery itself, uh, where some of these thoughts and, and ideas came from. But then the part for me as a filmmaker is coupling that sort of theological background with the stories that he tells, but then the 24, 25 interviews that we received as well, where people are telling their story, giving their witness to the power of the rosary um, and specific mysteries. That's where those two things combined. And then being in the Holy Land, seeing the places where these mysteries took place really takes you on a, a journey where you can contemplate more fully. You're better equipped to contemplate the mysteries and to pray the rosary after you've seen the episode. Um, so that's how it, uh, that's sort of the building blocks of the series itself. You know, one thing I will say, and I'm going to hand it over to Joe is like, you know, when the, the, I mean, I need to dive into the old Testament more. I've read the new Testament several times, but I do. I'm always, when I think about the rosary, I think about, I think about Moses and the battle uh, between the Israelites and the, I believe it was the Amalekites. Um, and Moses has his, his arms raised in prayer. And, and the thing is, they're winning the battle. But he, we get tired. We get Moses tired. got we tired. tired. <laughs> he got tired. And, 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 and his arms started to come down, and the, the Israelites started, the battle started to turn against the Israelites. And Aaron, I believe, was there, and and, the, and another friend, and they, they helped. Again, like I have to brush up on this stuff. Uh, <laughs> but raised his arms back up. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what you're doing. You're the brother that uh, that that's there, uh, raising up our arms, saying, "No, no, 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 no. We, we, we. This is a raging battle." Okay. Peter tells us that the, the devil's a lion. He's running around the world. He's trying to look for souls to devour. Our arms need to be raised. And the reason why I bring it up is this film, and I mean it sincerely. You're helping your brothers keep their arms raised in prayer yeah. by by reminding us that we need. This is a battle, and we have the weapon. Talk about that a little bit, Dan. Yeah, I mean, so um, a couple of things. One, again, as a filmmaker who does Catholic films, our goal is that the film is not an end in of itself. We're telling the story of the gospel. We get to participate in that, which draws people further into their faith, further into community, 
So into the sacrament. So the film is just like, hey, pay attention to all of that stuff. It's never an end in and of itself, which I think is a really important um, thing for what we do and, and even what this series is. You know, Padre Pio said this is the greatest weapon of our time, right? That, <laughs> that the rosary is powerful. It truly is a weapon that can bring about change in our own lives, personally, in our families, in our communities, in the world, in the church. And in some ways, I think we've, we've lost, I, I know, honestly, even for me, when Mark approached me with this story, I was not praying the rosary daily. I love the rosary. I grew up with the rosary. I, I understand intellectually the, the theology behind it and why it should be so important. But in going through this and having this experience of just filming it, it's reawakened in me the idea that this is this is important. This is something we should be doing. We need to do this. So the goal is to say again, this is the weapon of our times. We need to reclaim. We need to pick up the rosary and reclaim this for, for the church, for our families, for ourselves. Absolutely. Joe Arsinello. Dan, I want to piggyback on what you just said because I agree with you. Um, I am a rosary like I, like fan. I pray the rosary every night for, I can't even tell you forever. Me and my wife, we've been married almost 10 years. I'm not just saying this. I don't think we missed one day, one in 10 yeah. years. Amen. Um, <sighs> but in terms of what you're saying, I agree. And I don't want to get political and I'm not going to, but after the presidential election that took place two and a half years ago, based upon the consequences for the Catholic church, Anyone who hears my voice and doesn't think that there were not consequences with the Catholic Church, you got your head in the sand. Sorry, you got your head in the sand. I immediately went to the rosary, and Joe and I organized a first Saturday public men's rosary rally that has continued to this day all over Bergen County, New Jersey. We go to different parishes, and it's men, men praying the rosary publicly with a banner. Because I'll be honest with you, Dan, and I still say this. We're at a point in America right now, I don't think there's a man or woman alive that could fix what's going on. Alive. <laughs> Only the rosary and Our Lady can do it. And she can. And that's my little small contribution. And this film is a much bigger one. I, I, all we're doing is just standing up for 20 minutes on a Saturday. But Our Lady did say to do that at yeah, Fatima. Yeah. So yeah. it isn't too small. And I say that because all people who hear my voice can do the same thing. You could do something. But I agree with you. Yeah, the yeah. rosary is the weapon, man. Well, that's that's the thing. I think often, even I know for me, you think you, you look at the landscape of the world, you look at the landscape of even your immediate family or your community, your parish, and you go, what can I do? <laughs> you know, like, what power do I have? And the realization of, of actually like, well, actually, you you can't outside of what what the Lord can provide and what is so beautiful is our lady can take us by the hand and take us to our Lord and and intercede for us. And I think the rosary is so practical. It's so practical and tangible. I mean, truthfully, even I think uh, one of the interviews, I think it's Father Dave Pavanka talks about the tangible idea of the beads running through your your fingers even that is a grounding movement that we're human we're flesh and blood and spiritual this is a real practical in essence easy it's it really doesn't take much of us to to do this 
why not? <laughs> why not? And then to know that Our Lady is, is behind us, that Our Lady, and we pray with grateful hope in what the Lord can do. Um, and then for the strength to endure, right? I mean, that's the thing. We pray with hope for change. We pray with hope for God's revelation to continue, for the Spirit to be poured out, for change to, to come. But then also we pray for the strength to endure, uh, the strength to, to be holy ourselves, to really live that, um, to reflect on the mysteries and try and live them in our own lives, to be like Mary, um, you know, who contemplated Christ at his feet. I mean, that's, the rosary does all this. I mean, it's incredible when you think about it. No, it, it is. I mean, and it's a shame that, you know, again, we're not going to beat up on anybody here. That's not what we were about at the front line with Joe and Joe, but our Protestant brothers and sisters are just missing out. They really are. If they if they understood that, you know, it's like, oh, you you carry those beads. And no, no, no. Like you said, Dan Johnson, joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe, you're contemplating the mysteries. The mysteries are the gospel. It's the gospel. <laughs> Even if your soul is scriptura, it's well, that's what we're focused that's on. That's exactly where it's it comes from. Right? <laughs> you know, so you know, and and and, and if, you know, and if they understood that our relationship with Mary is not with the Jack Chicks of the world and all those people say our relationship with Mary is she's our mama. Yeah, she's yeah. our mama, and she points to Jesus. Talk about that a little bit, Dan, because I think they're missing out. I really do, brother. Yeah, no, and I think the the beautiful thing, all of this kind of, I mean, we, I'm down in, I'm down in Alabama. And, and so we're the Bible Belt, you know, so I, I happen to live in Southern Alabama. There's a, a very, um, much like New Orleans, there's a great Catholic identity right where we are. But outside of that, there's not a lot. So the, the beautiful part of that is I've gotten to meet quite a few evangelical brothers and sisters who, who have this great heart. And when I've had this, like the, some of these conversations, it's all misunderstandings. Right when they start to hear from someone who who can articulate it in a particular way, but too who lives you know who lives the faith, who they can tell is somebody who follows Jesus, then there's an openness. You develop a relationship with them, and I can say for some of the other projects that we've worked on, uh, the Wild Goose Metanoia, um, where it's a Catholic priest who's presenting, but even for for the Rosary, when people have seen this. Wait a second. Like, that's really what, like, that's what you believe? And you're like, yeah, yeah, this is what it is. And they go, oh, well, well, I can get behind that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. This isn't, we're not crazy. I mean, we're strange in a lot of ways, but we're not crazy. This we're is not crazy. I'll I, I tell you one thing, Dan Johnson, I'm going to hand it over to Joe. Um, in, in, in my experience with our, with our evangelical brothers and sisters, the two things that come across, I think, impress them, because I do believe they have many, many, many misconceptions yeah. Yeah. Uh, fed to them about the, the church, about Catholics in particular, like you said, our, our strangeness. Um, but the two things are the way we live our lives and when we know scripture. Yeah. And when we know those two things, and I'll tell you one thing right now, I know I know 20 stories from scripture, if nothing else, because I pray the rosary. Joe Resinello. <laughs> Dan, talk about the filming of this in the Holy Land. I mean, th th there's challenges. Mm -hmm. Just so you know, Joe Pasil was an actor in college. He also had made he a short movie, which I think was actually pretty good. I saw it in New York City. So he has, you guys could kind of talk on that level. Um, I mean, I would just, as a layman to this, looking in saying that's got to be challenging you got to travel with equipment there's probably laws and rules and permits and the whole deal i mean especially if you're dealing with you know certain 
sites that are, you know, there's probably security and the whole deal that you probably had to encounter. Talk about that because that's a challenge. It is a challenge. I mean, one, practically speaking, to get your whole crew there to have all of your equipment, you do have to have what's essentially a passport for your gear uh, to get in. You have to make sure all the serial numbers match. You have to change your flights in order to actually accomplish that because there's only certain uh, points in and out of the U.S. where they'll be able to check that. And, and so you have to do a lot of things practically there. In the Holy Land, it's a whole nother thing of, of different sites are run by different groups, uh, different Christian groups, uh, different Catholic groups. The Holy Sepulchre is the, the one that everyone talks about. There's four different uh, groups that sort of run parts of it. And there's a famous story of the ladder on the outside of the Holy Sepulchre that hasn't moved in however many years, you know, hundreds of years, because no one would claim the ladder. That's Don't not, we get along so yours. well, Dan? It's not mine. It's not yours. It's, you know, I'm not moving <laughs> it. Why would you want me to move it? It's not mine. So, it, you know, and, and hysterically, we were filming in the Holy Sepulchre, and there was a metal ladder, huge eyesore, right, right behind the anointing slab. So where Christ's body was anointed after his death, before he was placed in the tomb, this stone is there. And there's this big ladder, metal ladder. And people are ducking around it. In the U.S., we get it out of the way just because somebody might sue if, they, if it fell on them or whatever. It's just sitting there and we're filming. So we go to, we ask, can, can this be moved? <laughs> we opened up Pandora's box. Um, so then it bounced around and, and some of the priests there were up, getting upset with one another. No, that's the Greeks. It's the Armenians. No, that's the Romans. You know, that's, you know, and all this. And we're like, no, 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 it's fine. Just leave we'll the ladder. Yeah, yeah. We'll shoot around it. We don't want to start any. Um, so that's really the the big challenge. The other is, is people want to film there all the time, right? And they're not always, you know, Morgan Freeman had been there filming a thing on God, the existence of God. His view of those sites and, and our view as a crew coming into those, our reverence coming into those sites, our belief as Catholics there is different. Mm. So in a sense, you have to convince them that your intentions are good. And so they're protected, rightfully so, they're protective of these holy places. And so we also see that where when they when they come to understand, you know, what we're doing, how we're doing it, why we're doing it, all of that, then things sort of lighten up everywhere except for the Holy Sepulchre. It's always tense there. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. There's, a, there's a beauty to that too. So it's it's tough, but but praise God, we had incredible um, access to be able to film in all these places. Well, I mean, I mean, it sounds it sounds like a a, a really great experience. But as you described it, the challenges. I mean, my brains would have fell out. I would have been. What do you mean I can't move the ladder? It's in my shot, man. You know, so it would it would have been difficult. What moved you the most, um, Dan Johnson, joining us in the front line with Joe, Joe and Joe? I mean, you're in the Holy Land. There's you know the Holy Sepulchre. There's so many things to see and experience. Um, yeah. What 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 would you say moved you the most? Truthfully, just what we were just talking about, the hard part is we're working, right? Like we get to be there, we get to do all this, but we're we're working. We don't have as much time to stop and, and pray and take it in and kind of be in a moment um, to reflect. And part of that, honestly, is a great sacrifice knowing that we're able to do this to bring it to other people. That's part of it. And, and that's beautiful. With that, um, 
I, I still feel like I haven't gone on pilgrimage to the Holy Land, you know, I've been twice now and still haven't, uh, don't feel like I've done that. But there's certain places, being at the Garden of Gethsemane, the church itself, I mean, we got to film in there with, with no one else in there. The church closed its doors and it was just us, which no other place do we were we able to do that. And it just happened because of the timing. But the church itself is is dark, intentionally very dark. The ceiling has the stars and these uh, these olive trees coming up around it and these beautiful mosaics. And then you have depictions of the garden and these mosaics up at the front of the church. And it's quiet and peaceful. And uh, there's a, you know, and of course, if you spend any time reflecting on the agony in the garden itself, that place just was felt the most um holy <laughs> for lack of a better word you could you could feel the holiness of that ground um and definitely was a place and i think the entire crew actually felt it there the most you know holy sepulcher is crazy and busy and there's people everywhere and you're kind of fighting to to get things done um garden of gethsemane hands down was, was the moment and the place I got to imagine when you when you pray the sorrowful mysteries and you start with the agony in the garden, your take on it's going to be a lot, uh, a lot more profound than many others who haven't been there. Joe Resinello. Well, we're talking about Lent, and and to be honest with you, visuals help, and this is why I think this is a wonderful film series for this time. I could just share like as far as when I pray the sorrowful mysteries, I think about Mel Gibson's movie. Even though some of it wasn't all scripturally based, he took some artistic liberties, nothing I don't think that was off the top. In, in fact, the liberties that he took, in, in fact, helped me in many ways. Um, I also think of the movie The Nativity. It wasn't a Catholic movie. It was a Protestant film. I actually benefited from that, too, watching that when I pray the joyful mysteries or the sorrowful mysteries um, through that. You know, there's certain imagery. Um, that's what your film is going to do just for people. It's a gift to the church. People are going to be able to visualize things, and that helps you. Talk about that because that's why this is a quintessential Lenten series that people should pay attention to and basically look into getting. Dan, yeah. we have a Dan, we have about uh, two minutes before the break just to give you a heads up. Perfect. Yeah, so if if – Images, if visuals didn't speak, I wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> I wouldn't be doing this. So the opportunity and the thing that we take very seriously is the opportunity to, to show the beauty um, and the, the locations that we have access to. Anyone that you talk to, once you've, and not everybody has the opportunity to go on pilgrimage to the Holy Land, right? I mean, this was Mark's first time, the presenter, Mark Hartfield's first time going. Not everybody has that opportunity. So to be able to take them to those places so that when they're contemplating the mysteries of the rosary, it takes on a new life. It's a tremendous, tremendous blessing. And I'd say you could look up pictures, sure, but the way in which these visuals are communicated with the contemplation and the things that are happening, it gives meaning and gives, it's like seeing it when you're there and you're hearing the person tell the story, right? It's now connected to the story in a different way. And these beautiful visuals speak to you then when you're in contemplating the rosary absolutely so we're going to take a break dan uh real quick one more time before the break uh where our audience members uh can uh can can have access to the uh to the film sure the rosary series.com everything you need is right there 
And one thing I will say before the break, because Joe brought it up earlier, but there's a lot of people, Dan, and this is why we appreciate what you're doing and trying to bring the rosary out to people, is I, I think in a mis- again, not that the politics and the culture war are not important, because obviously they are, okay? But too many times people are looking for that political solution to what is really in America. Uh, and we are American, and we love our country, okay? But what really is a spiritual rot. And listen, I think of it this way, Uh, you know, the Lord sent our our lady to, you know, to Guadalupe in Mexico, okay, and an entire nation that was practicing human sacrifice and other atrocities converted to the Catholic faith. And I think I think all our rosaries or all our prayers, if we ask the Lord, say, hey, Lord, can you send our mama because America needs it? I bet it would happen. Dan Johnson's here. Amen, brother. Hey, Dan Johnson's here at the front line with Joe and Joe. So we encourage you all to go out and 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 access this film series, the mystery, the mysteries of the Rosary film series. So you're listening to us on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial. We're going to take a break, but remember, download the app, the Veritas app, and share it with your friends. And if you like what Joe and I do, the front line with Joe and Joe on YouTube and at with Joe and Joe, at with Joe and Joe on Twitter. Stick around with Dan Johnson. We'll be right back. Where there's Catholic radio, the folks who listen deepen their faith. Families are strengthened. Parishes and communities flourish. So let people know you're listening to Veritas. Tell your friends to tune in. And let's make an impact here for Jesus and his church. This is Steve Lee for Veritas Catholic Network. Welcome back, everyone, to the front line with Joe and Joe, Joe Pasillo and Joe Racinello. And we are way in the breach on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network at the front line with Joe and Joe, the mysteries of the Rosary film series. And we are here with Dan Johnson, filmmaker, discussing this film. Joe Racinello. Dan, there are no coincidences, um, and I truly believe that this is inspired, this this series, and I do believe that Our Lady will help uh, the world as a result of it. I want to talk about rosary miracles because this could – you know, a tangible miracle. People say, what are you talking about, miracle? No, no, no. There are miracles that have been attributed to the rosary. I want to bring up one. And because I think this is significant, and this is the type of thing that could happen as a result of people praying the rosary, and that's what Dan is trying to spark here. I hope people are are getting that, and they should be praying it. In 1964, there was a communist uh, leader of Brazil, and the people of Brazil were afraid. And as a result, women took to the streets. 600,000 women took to the streets of Sao Paulo, Brazil. As a result of that, Two weeks later, the president fleed the country. That is true. Look it up. I'm not making this up. As a result of that, the next day, a million people went into the streets of Rio de Janeiro to thank Our Lady. That is absolutely true. Why do I bring that up? There is clearly a globalist agenda that is going on in Western civilization right now, clearly, and it is antithetical of what our Catholic faith teaches with regard to family, with regard to being independent of governments that are putting their thumb on top of us, free speech, freedom of religion. I can go on and on and on and on. The rosary is the weapon. And that's just one example. And I wanted to give that example. But talk about what we're in in facing as Americans. I mean, Dan, I think people are asleep at the wheel. To be truthful with you, I mean, we have we, we have a show that broadcasts out of Canada. They're worse off 
than we are. I mean, what's being thrown at them. The rosary, if you ask me, is the only thing that's going to change the change the scene. Yeah, yeah. And I had actually not heard this miracle until you, until you mentioned it, which is incredible. Um, yeah, it speaks to the power of the rosary. I think what I would say is the first the first step is personal holiness, right? The first step is personal holiness. And the reason it has to be the first step is because that's the only way you're going to hear the inspiration. You're going to be open to hearing what God's call in your life is. So maybe you're called to pull together 600,000 of your closest friends to go pray the rosary for change. It may be like Mark, you're going to be praying the rosary and feel the inspiration, hear the inspiration to do this series. I think it was Pius V or Pius X said, you can either pray the rosary or sin, but you can't do both. You're either going to pray the rosary, either the rosary is going to stop or the sinning is going to stop essentially is what he, what he said. And I think that there's such great truth in this, that, that um, the rosary is, is truly a powerful, there's a miracle in the, that we talk about in, uh, in the first episode where a man was running on the streets and there was an ambulance at this house and he was just running by, nothing he could do but pray a Hail Mary for that person. A couple of weeks pass, he's running that same route. And this woman starts calling after him. And he kind of ignores it at first, thinking, I don't, I don't know her. Finally, she stops him and comes over and says, I have to thank you. You saved my life. He says, what do you, what do you mean I saved your life? She said, I was in the ambulance and I was dying. And our Lord appeared to me, put out his hand, and in his hand was your face. And he said, because of this man's prayer, he prayed the Hail Mary, you will survive, you will live. And, you know, of course, he's blown away. I mean, these are, this is one story that we know of, right? These big things like the, the story that you're talking about in Brazil, you know, I, I think these small miracles happen every day when we rely on Our Lady, when we pray to Our Lady, when we have faith in the power of what is actually taking place. This spiritual warfare that's happening can bring about real change in the world. That's the thing. You know, I want to just say something because you're like, you know, we pray in the glorious mysteries, the coronation of the Blessed Virgin Mary, which is confidence in her intercession. That's God's mother. <laughs> like this is God's mother. Like we should have absolute confidence in her. Unflinching. And it, my go-to is the 10 is nine memorares. That was Mother Teresa's novena. Whenever the crap hits the fan in my life, that's where I go to. I pray nine memorares, and it never fails me. Like, we have to think like that. Like, it's not like I'm nobody, and I know it, to be completely honest with you. But she isn't nobody. And she's on our side. And we should think like that, like, and have absolute unflinching confidence in her. And I think Catholics need to think like that. I don't know if we do. It's 20 minutes to pray the rosary. It's not a lot of time. We're not talking about like climbing Kilimanjaro. Anyone could do it. You could be St. Augustine and you could be Joseph Cupertino. And I'm closer to Joseph Cupertino than I am to St. Augustine. But I can do it. And that means everybody can. Yeah. 
Yeah, it comes down, it really does come down to faith. You know, do we believe? I mean, it's really, I did youth ministry. I worked for the diocese and family life ministry for years. And uh, ultimately it comes down, do we believe? Do we really believe uh, what we say we do? And in so many of the interviews in in this uh, series, it was interesting, unprompted. We weren't asking questions about this, unprompted. How many people said, in that moment, it was as if Our Lady took me by the hand to the foot of Jesus. And that's exactly how they explained it, to the extent that one was actually, he didn't want to go into this place, and he felt someone grab his hand and pull him in through the door, and he knew it was was Our Lady. And there was a peace and a comfort. I mean, how many of us want that, to, to not feel the weight of this on our shoulders, right? But to be able to hand this over to Our Lady as a mother, to place it under her mantle and allow her to take these challenges and things that we're facing in our own lives and our families and in the world, to take those to the foot of her son. Like, there's also a piece to that. You know, as men, we want to say, like, I got this, right? But to be able to turn to Our Lady and say, you know what? You're our mother. You can do this. This isn't on me. In fact, I can't. So, um, so we entrust it to you. That's what, I mean, that, uh, not just, um, there's a surrender there, uh, you know, that all of us, all of us need and is actually really healthy for us and brings about a ton of grace. So I, I agree with you. There's power here. Our lady can do incredible things if we truly believe and have faith in her intercession. Yeah, I'm reminded when you were talking, Dan, um, about uh, Father Karapi, because back in the day, you know, Father Karapi moved a lot of people, but he was so funny because he, what he used to say, like, in other words, Yo, go, to, go to your mother. Go to your, your mama wears combat boots. <laughs> Always got a kick out of that. I was like, all right, all right let's go. That's let's go awesome. in the battle. But who's leading us? Our mama. Yeah. <laughs> She's wearing the combat boots. Um, but uh I'm being serious about that. But uh, in doing research for this uh, interview, Dan Johnson joining us at the front line with Joe and Joe. We're discussing the Rosary film series, and everybody's got to go and watch this. I can't wait to uh, to dive into it. The mystery, mysteries of the Rosary film series, and this is shot in the Holy Land. Um, you talk about uh, the the Our Lady's contemplative glaze, uh, gaze. Excuse me. All right. So we 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 know that obviously she saw all this stuff. I mean, she saw all this stuff firsthand, all right, from the Annunciation right on through, okay? Maybe we should put ourselves in Our Lady's shoes when we're praying the Rosary. In other words, to try to remember, well, Mary saw these things, okay? So maybe I should place myself in the Garden of Gethsemane looking at Jesus. Or 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 maybe I'm in the room when the angel appears to Mary. All right? Talk about that as a good practice, and praying the rosary to draw us deeper into the mysteries. Yeah, you know, I, I I often consider, I mean, JP2 talked about the school of Nazareth, right? To be at the school of Nazareth, to be able to, to sit and contemplate the life of Christ and to allow Our Lady to reveal to us what she was seeing, what she was experiencing. I mean, imagine, I mean, as a father, we've got seven kids, and to sit in the, you know, everybody does this. You're like, sit in the room and you'll just watch your kids and you just contemplate what they're doing, what they're thinking, what they're going through. Uh, you feel and experience their heartache, their pain when they go through something else. 
to place ourselves in our lady's shoes here means to do that with the mysteries it, because you care because you love because and because you want to understand better this mystery uh, that you want to participate in this mystery and our lady takes us by the hand again and leads us through that. I mean, that's the beauty of her conceptual gaze, that she, you know, ponders these things in her heart, that we should be more like that, more intentionally stopping and contemplating what does this mean? What did it mean then? What does it mean to me now? What does it mean to our community to think about the agony in the garden, to think about the crucifixion, the crowning with thorns? I mean, the crowning with thorns, it's talked about in the in the series. This is above and beyond. This wasn't prescribed. This isn't something that was done every time. They knelt before him. They crowned him with the crown of thorns. This is just to mock him. There's no other reason. And to stop and really contemplate, like, how have I done that in my life? Now, how have, you know, how is the world doing that now? And how do I come to his aid to really reflect on what he did for us? I mean, that's, and to allow Our Lady, uh, you know, as she did, I think of the Passion of the Christ when she's wiping up the blood. I mean, how can we not be moved and changed? How can we not experience conversion and greater conversion? And it's not like you do it once and you're like, okay, I've reflected on it. You can do this. They're mysteries. We're never going to solve this, right? We're never going to fully understand. So we can pray the rosary every day and reflect on these mysteries and, and have something new. Uh, that we experience, that we learn, or that changes us. That's the beauty of the rosary and, and Mary's contemplative gaze. One thing, I, one thing, I'm going to hand it over to Joe. One thing I found that helps me, um, and again, this is something for for everybody's got to find, you know, what what moves their soul. Okay, for me, in the in line with what you were saying, Dan Johnson, is I, I imagine myself at the foot of the cross, um, but I'm the Roman soldier. With, with the spear that pierces his heart and the blood and the water come out of his side. But Our Lady and St. John are standing right there, okay? Um, that's a, that, For me, that's a, pretty, that's a pretty powerful thing because I think it's like you said, well, how many times are we doing that to Jesus? Father Mike Schmitz opened my eyes one time because, again, we all learn. We're Catholics. We learn every day. We don't, like you said, th th this, this isn't a, you know, I got it all. It's done. Ready to die. No, no, we're going to learn for the rest of our lives. When Father Mike Schmitz in a, in a, in an, um, a uh, presentation, one of his videos said, how many times do I put the nail in his hand? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Joe mentioned the passion. Mel Gibson went out of his way to make the only appearance of Mel Gibson in that movie is Mel Gibson's hand picking up the nail and driving it into Jim Caviezel's hand, obviously playing Jesus. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a, that's a powerful thing because if we think about that, maybe we would, it would help us to restrain ourselves, to help us to not sin, to help us always to look to Christ. In other words, and to, to not be the soldier that, that's piercing his side, but be Mary and John who, who are standing there. Your comments before I hand it over to Joe, uh, to Joe Dan. No, I mean, absolutely. The, <laughs> we can just learn so much. There's so many different perspectives, like you with the soldier at the, at the crucifixion, to put yourself in, in John's shoes and what he's experiencing, Our Lady's shoes, Mary Magdalene. They, there's so many different uh, viewpoints that we can take as we reflect on the mysteries that expand our, our understanding, but expand in us a sense of um, a desire for holiness just a desire for holiness. Like you said, that can help us to not do the things that would put us in those situations. We need that. We're fallen. I need that. Like I need the continual uh, repetitive sense of, of hearing the Lord say, you can do better. Here's the grace sufficient. Like that, that's what I need. No, no. Amen, brother. Joe Racinello. 
I want to talk about some of the interviews, but I just want to comment what you guys were just saying. Everything is grace. You see, um, we could contemplate, and we all do, when we pray the rosary. You're thinking about something. There's a million things you could – but everything is grace. The benefits of the rosary are the things you're not going to think about that God gives to you anyway. You see, this is where, again, it's not just rote. Things that you do for – you know, practice, practicing Catholic, which means I'm not perfect, fasting, reading scripture, praying the rosary, going to confession regularly, receiving the Eucharist in a state of grace. There's things you do, but then it's what you get. The grace, everything is grace. It's not necessarily like a, like something you're just going to conceptualize. God's mm. going to give you grace, and that's what's going to elevate our nature to do what we're called to do to go beyond who we are. You see, mm-hmm. that's where the world doesn't get. They think that like, you know, like how can a man be chaste? How can a man be faithful to his wife? How can a man be open to life in marriage? How, how? I'll tell you how, grace, not me, grace. And it comes from Our Lady's hand. All we have to do is be open to it. My two cents, 24 interviews. You got John Bergsma. I want to comment on that because I love John. Uh, we love John. John's great. So, uh, He's been on he, the doesn't show. Know, he doesn't know how to deal with Joe and Joe. Yeah. He's got <laughs> three him. times. <laughs> he, he, he's kind of he's always like, uh-oh, I'm with these two lunatics from, from New Jersey again. We love John. But John, a little, a little side story with John, because I know he's one of your interviews. Um, he told us he's gonna be a truck driver. If he ever gets canceled, that's why I love John. He says, <laughs> if I ever get canceled, I got eight kids, I'm gonna be a truck driver. I'm like, John, we love you. That is a wonderful answer. Um, what's it called? Tell us about some of these interviews. Any of them yeah. like really grab you? Because I know it's a potpourri of folk. Yeah, I mean, so Bergsma, I had him as a professor in college. And he told us, so he worked at UPS, putting himself night shift, had kids while he was doing his doctorate. I was like, this is a, this is a man who gets it. And then he tears up when he's telling the stories of, of scripture and, and telling the story, you know, talking about the Eucharist and all this. He's incredible. So Bergsman was one of them. I, listening to him, I could listen to him all day. Um, the way that he takes these theological truths and distills them down, but then speaks with, with, with such passion. And you can tell, like, he believes this. It's not just a theological concept. He believes this. So I love that. Um, you know, Peter Kreeft is in it and in the depths of what he talks about. Um, it'll take me a while to fully understand. Um, but some of them, I mean, uh, John Petrovich, his story, um, it's such a simple, he's the one where he prayed the Hail Mary and, and then saved the, the woman. Mm-hmm. Um, the simplicity of his faith. He's a blue collar guy. and He's not a theologian. You know, he, he's just a, a dude. He's just a guy. The simplicity of the way that he talked about his faith in Mama Mary is so moving uh, that it just, I loved it. Um, Katie Hartfield, Mark's wife, uh, is also throughout the series. And uh, she has such great, I mean, her presence. She's a mother. She's a mother. And her presence, there's such, I, I think, how Mary was, a strength a strength that's that's clear, but also a, a nurturing and a um, and a faith that's just very present. Love the way that she talks about it. She tells one story about her parents, uh, particularly her father. She's prayed for her father for years for his conversion, and they'd gone through a difficult divorce. And 
one point, nothing had changed. He hadn't changed at all. So that's it. I'm done. I'm not praying the rosary anymore. And uh, in prayer later, she heard the Lord saying like, no, what you're doing is my, the grace from your prayers is pouring down over top of him. And he has this umbrella blocking it. But you never know when he's just going to dip the umbrella for just a second and have that openness and the grace will just flood down on him. If you stop praying, that grace will dry up. So she's like, okay, no matter what, the, you know, change or no change, I have to do my part and keep praying. And how many of us can relate to, to those, you know, that kind of story. So I love that. Father Arthur, uh, his, um, he's a parish priest in um, Houston uh, or outside of Houston in the Diocese of Houston. And, and um, his uh, depth and he's, he's uh, got this deep, deep voice and just uh, speaks with this like certainty. Why doesn't everybody else understand this? Why doesn't everyone else believe this? You know, that's um, so encouraging and, and beautiful at the same time. I think 24 people, it's not just what they say, it's their personalities. You know, as a storyteller, it's the personalities and the stories that they bring with them, the way that it's received. That's what always kind of speaks to me. So those would be a handful of the ones that I'm like, these are good. Dan, let me, uh, Dan Johnson's joining us here at the front line with Joe and Joe. We're discussing his new uh, film series about the mysteries of the rosary. I, I got to ask you this. As a quick nutshell, brief answer to the question, right? Just give our audience uh, just a little, a quick history lesson. Where'd the rosary come from? I think a lot of people, a Protestant ask that, well, why do you guys pray the rosary? I think a lot of Catholics say, well, where, where did it come from? Uh, you know, quick answer, because I, I think that a lot of people don't know. Yeah, the quick answer is it came from Scripture, right? So the, the first half and second half comes directly from Scripture. St. Dominic is the one who sort of put it together and promulgated it through uh, the call in his life to do so. That's the short answer. All right. Well, hey, listen, because a lot of people say, you know, why do you guys pray the rosary? Where does it come from anyway? And I try to say, well, our, our lady gave it to St. Dominic, you know, yeah. and, and he was, you know, he's St. Dominic. So I'm going to have to listen to him. Dan <laughs> Johnson joining us at the front line with Joe and Joe. Joe Resinello. Just a little aside, people who are listening, look up the 15 promises of the rosary, people who are like who are dedicated to the rosary. That's real deal. And we should all want those more reason why we should pray the rosary. How do we get started, though? Tough. We're in Lent. Lent is a time. Obviously, it's commemorating the 40 days that Christ was in the desert. But there's also uh, a pattern that you could develop. Lent is about setting behavioral patterns. Sometimes people forget that. They say, oh, I'm just going to fast on X, Y, and Z. No, that's not all of it. That's a piece of it to empty yourself. But what's something else that you get out of land? You set a habit. And from that habit, you continue after Lent. The rosary could be one of those things. Start with one decade, one decade every day. It's Lent. It's a perfect thing. Instead of giving up coffee or booze or whatever, say, I'm going to pray a decade of the rosary every single day and watch Dan's movie. That's another thing you got to do. <laughs> but, pray the rosary the <laughs> but pray a decade of the rosary. This is, you know, I think sometimes we think of like you have to what you have to give up. Like, I'll give you one as a dad. And this is not easy in my house because I have five kids and they're young. We established in our house. We pray the gospel before dinner. We pray it, and we establish that habit during Lent. 
a number of years ago, and we still do it. We pray the gospel in our house with kids crying, stopping, picking people up, whatever, but we do it and we still do it. It's a seed for your kids. So when I'm dead and there's and many years down the road, they'll be like, my father prayed the gospel, read the gospel to us every single night. It's a seed and you could establish that during Lent. You don't have to do what I do, but I'm just telling you, this is something we can do. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. in terms yeah, me- of like like prayer, they look at it as the last resort. All Catholics. Oh my gosh, my house is on fire. No, that's where I was kind of going with it. Establish prayer now. Talk about that, Dan. I mean, I'm sure you're a man of prayer. I could guarantee it. Well, you the know, way it- the way I see it, and because I, I, I was going to just just comment on that real quick, Dan, before I hand it over to you, is this: as Catholics, we always seem to be on the defensive. Yeah. But and we forget, like you, you said, you're an athlete, exactly. so I, I'm sure you, you like you're familiar with football. Joe and I, unfortunately, are New York Jets fans. Unfortunately, That's all right, a virus. But 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 we uh, but we're Notre Dame, but we're Joe Namath fans. So go Bama. Um, but we forget that we, that that there's an offense, and the Rosary is the perfect offensive weapon. Our Lady is 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 a much better quarterback than Joe Montana or or Joe Willie Namath. Okay, um, and she can helm the offense for us. Um, Talk about, I mean, this is, like Joe said, it's a way of going on offense rather than always being on defense. Yeah, well, and as a parent, Lent is the perfect excuse to institute new habitual things in your family. And a lot of parents are afraid to do that, especially when it comes to the faith with with kids. So I'd say this is a great opportunity, as you said. But, I mean, yeah, as an athlete, you prepare so that you're equipped when, when things come at you. We, we pray and we go to the sacraments, we pick up the rosary so that the grace is there, the grace is, ne- grace is necessary to accomplish what we need to accomplish are there. So we're not <laughs> fighting from behind and going and being on the defensive, because I, I agree with you completely, Joe, that, that we're very much on the defensive, we're reactionary, this happened, so now we got to do this. Whereas, if you ever watch somebody who goes through something very difficult, and they're very peaceful throughout the process, that's grace. They're not Italian, Dan, because that doesn't happen in Italian house. <laughs> you can be praying uh, the rosary. They're just screaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grace builds on nature. You can only build some stuff on top of that. Um, no, so I think that's the the key is 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 being prepared is is already taking your is already going to prayer and asking think- for the grace. I think I think you said it exactly right. Is when you when you see somebody who you know is going through a hard time, but you know them to be a prayerful person, particularly with the rosary, they they have a calmness, a steadiness that I think most people most most people wouldn't have. Joe, we only unfortunately have time for one more quick question for Dan Johnson. The family that prays together stays together. Patrick Payton, rosary champion. Uh, this is a good way lent watch dan's movie get into the habit of praying the rosary and then plant praying it with your wife Mm. the family that prays together stays together um let's talk about that because that's big obviously as catholics Mm. we have to go to church it's commandment Mm. we go on sunday not everyone can go during the week i try my best um to go during the week when i can um but we can pray the rosary as a family takes 20 minutes Start off slow, decade. Talk about the need for that, Dan, and using the rosary as that tool. Because again, the family that prays together stays together, and we're facing a culture where the family is under attack. Dan, we got about a minute left, brother. Awesome. Yeah, the easiest thing is just with the rosary and the family, be okay with the mess. 
<laughs> be okay with the craziness that I've got seven kids. Nothing is calm. And be okay with praying the rosary and it being loose. And the kids love the beads, right? It's something again in their hands that they can play with as they're doing it. But as you said with the gospel, plant the seeds. The family that prays together stays together because the seeds are planted that as they grow, the faith means something to them. And when they go through things, they know that the faith meant something to you as parents. So Lent is a great opportunity if you haven't been doing it to institute a new habitual thing that your family can do together. The rosary is the perfect tool and it's a powerful weapon. Absolutely. Dan Johnson, the movie is uh, The Mysteries of the Rosary film series. And one more time, where can our audience see it? TheRosarySeries.com. TheRosarySeries.com. I can't wait. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab my way. My wife, by the way, Dan, she's decided not just for Lent. She she really like she tells me all the time. She goes, Jojo, we can't watch anything on TV. We just can't. Whether it's something like uh, crazy, like nudity or cursing or using the Lord's name. She goes, we can't. We need to find things to watch. Well, guess what we're gonna watch, Dan Johnson? The Mysteries of the Rosary film series. We're our little guy because our little guy loves praying the Rosary. He's 13 years old. Well, my family's going to be doing the same thing. My family's going to watch the Mysteries of the Rosary, too. So we're going to take it in as well. Dan Johnson, thank you so much, brother. Good thank luck with the movie. And you're welcome back on the front line with Joe and Joe anytime, brother. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. You got it. And thank you all out there for joining us on the Veritas Catholic Radio Network, 1350 on your AM dial, 103.9 on your FM dial, spreading the truth of the Catholic faith to the New York City metropolitan area. Please, two things, download the app, share it with your friends. We're an EWTN affiliate, so you have access to all of our station's content, original and EWTN. And if you like what Joe and I do, follow us on YouTube at the front line with Joe and Joe until they kick us off, of course. Um, and more importantly, at Twitter, at with Joe and Joe, at with Joe and Joe on Twitter. And remember until the next time that our conversation is your conversation, and that conversation is going on everywhere. We'll talk to you soon.